Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Uh, today we're going to talk SaaS, growing SaaS, building SaaS with an expert in it who's built several companies, had several exits, and still runs it feels like 25 different companies. I, I'm getting overwhelmed just looking at his companies. David Hensel, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And don't forget, this show is brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. If you're looking to grow your company, grow your SaaS, uh, your customer stories are one of your best ways. Go to VideoCaseStory.com to find an expert that can help you. Uh, all right. So, David, tell us, I mean, you've got a lot of companies. What was the first company that you started? <laughs> well, that's, that's a long time ago. It's like, you know, 20, end of early 2000s, like 99 or so, I had a business that was maintaining the in-house servers of mid-sized companies you know back then when servers were still in your office building you know not not somewhere in the cloud this kind of dates me um yeah and uh, (laughs) this somehow transformed into an e-commerce business which i sold mid-2000s um which gave me the money to get my investor visa to come to the u.s because i always saw what was going on in the tech startup world in the u.s and you know, in, in Germany where I was living, there was like not much going on. So I really craved being over here and, you know, the sale enabled me to do this. I co-founded MaxCDN in 09, which um, is a content delivery network, which we, which we sold like six years ago. So had a cool exit. And then my wife wanted to move back to Germany and I couldn't go back to German weather conditions after eight years of LA. So <laughs> we ended up moving to the south of Turkey, which is, you know, close to Germany, like a three hour flight, but warm and then i thought i'll chill a little bit but i got really bored and then i read conscious capitalism by john Mackey, the founder of whole foods which was really eye-opening from to me because you know the the old idea of business is you have to increase shareholders value that's the only reason why business exists and this conscious way of doing having a business is you have to take care of all stakeholders meaning suppliers customers employees shareholders the planet environment la 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 and if you do this, then the business is the best vehicle to have a positive impact. And this kind of really motivated me to get back into business. And so I started building an outsourcing business called LTV Plus, where we provide customer experience outsourcing, like support agents, live chat agents, failed payment recovery agents. Then I bought Task Drive from my old business partner, which um, does lead research and SDR, sales development reps for cold outbound. Um, then I was co-founded and invested into shortlist.io, which is a backlink building service, productized SEO service, and you know a few other investments. But these are the main ones where I spend most of the time on. And then I was looking to, I was coaching the leadership teams of my businesses, and um, I was looking for a tool to do this more efficiently, and I couldn't find one. And I had the CTO of one of my other businesses called Fifty SaaS. Um, built me something and it got really good and better and better. And then I reached out to a friend of mine who's a coach, Todd Herman. Um, do you know Todd by any chance? He wrote yeah, the yeah. Ego Effect. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's awesome. Great stuff. And I showed it to him and said like, hey man, I built this coaching tool even though I'm not a real coach. What do you think? And it's like, this solves all of my pain points. I want to invest. That's amazing. 
And so Todd became a business partner, and this is what I spent most of my time on, which is upcoach.com, because it's, it's my passion project, and it's a lot of fun. I love it. And I want to talk to you about, you know, growing and marketing a SaaS company, because obviously you have a lot of experience doing it, and you've seen it change over the years. And you have some tools to do it, too, like we're, we'll talk about, you know, increasing valuation by bolting on white-label services. But before we get into that, how do you even manage to run this many brands? What's the, the secret to doing this? Because, it, you know, I look at this and, you know, I, I, you know, we've had guys like Gino Wickman on and everyone talks about focusing and being focused on one brand. How do you do, manage all these brands? Well, first of all, crystal meth, you know, really helps. <laughs> <don't sleep. laughs> no, just kidding. I'm, I'm completely straight edge. Uh, uh, I, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I'm vegan, no caffeine, you know, I'm a health nut. Um, but actually Gino had something to do with with me being able to run so many businesses because I'm, I'm a huge eos nerd entrepreneur operating system if you're an entrepreneur you haven't read gino's book traction get a grip on your business then you should definitely do this if i would have had this 10 years earlier i would have less gray hair in my beard and um i would have 5x more so you know evaluation on on, on max and that we sold so this is like a, a big thing that allows me to um you know set a good culture, have the right people in the right seats, create proper SOPs, standard, standard operating procedures to kind of really systematize the business and then step back. I think a good manager manages himself out of the business. Um, and yeah, this is kind of like my, my, my model of having like finding really good people, business partners or GMs that then take over and run the show for me. Nice. Nice. I mean, that's what Gino talks about. Um, you know, we had him on Entrepreneurial Leap, talking about Entrepreneurial Leap and even getting started that way. And it's like, yeah, if I, reading his book and if, I, if I'd have known that stuff earlier on, right? It's like, man, that would have shaved a lot of time and problems off of a business, running a business. And you run EOS and you, you find these jams and you, and you grow them. Uh, now, you mentioned conscious capitalism. So you've, you've now moved into that. How are you imbuing that into these businesses? I mean, first of all, having a, a culture that really takes care of, of people. Our, our first core value is people first. Our employees and our customers are our number one priority. And just, you know, making sure that everybody, that we live up to this and that everybody in the business can critique us, you know, if we don't live up to this, kind of really living our core values. Our, our fun and harmony is another one um, because you spend so much time at... In, in the business that if there's a, a coworker that's an asshole or an, a, a customer that's an asshole, we don't hesitate to, you know, get, give them a chance, but then get rid of them, you know, even if it's a big customer and it's painful, but, you know, or, or other things. Um, we have always been remote first because, you know, we have a lot, a lot of employees in the Philippines and some of these folks, a lot of them, like they drive two hours to work and then two hours home. And it's not like in your, comfy car listening to podcasts you know it's like not the most pleasant mm -hmm. trip and if you do the math like four days uh four hours a day you know times five times whatever the hours that you work with i think you end up with like a hundred extra vacation days if you don't have to commute you know if you can't do like eight hours one day and you know kind of like just like taking really good care of people and having like an amazing culture and compensating people fairly i guess that's kind of the idea we're not a b corp yet maybe one of the businesses may turn to a big heart but yeah just being re really people centric people first is our approach and for the listeners that don't know what a b corp is and we explain to them do you, do you want to explain 
what a B Corp is? <laughs> a, a, a B Corp is like, you know, it's uh, it's a company that has in their um, like operating agreement that they have to do good and they have to keep, keep up certain certain standards in terms of being not harming the environment, being being good to people. And um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different form, like like an LC. It's a diff- different type of entity, basically. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And uh, we'll put some links in the show notes to B Corps. It's, a, it's an interesting model. So in growing your SaaS companies, what have you found is the key to figuring out your channels, figuring out sales and growing a great SaaS company? So the thing that always, I think it also depends on your, your, your personality. You know, I'm, I'm a people person. I, lo- I love people. I love partnerships. This is like always the vehicle that worked best for me. If you're like a super analytical numbers nerd, then maybe paid ads may be the channel for you, you know, so, but I kind of like figuring out the channel that, that works for you and, and kind of going deep into this one. You know, a lot of people like attempt to you know, oh yeah, I heard I have to do Facebook ads. I heard I have to do this. I have to do that. So, you know, and then kind of like doing everything half-assed, and then nothing really works. So I think kind of really mastering one channel, and the channel that I always focus on first is uh, integration marketing. Which um, one example from my last business, MaxCDN, which was a content delivery network, making websites a lot faster. We had partnerships with W3 Total Cash, for example, which is a WordPress plugin that makes your site, your WordPress site load faster. And then, then in there, just a button say like, hey, add, add MaxCDN. And then, you know, it makes it easy for them to integrate this, basically closing a customer success gap and, you know, creating this win-win-win situation where the plugin creator wins because we pay them a commission where the customer wins because their site loads even faster. We win because we win a customer. And, you know, kind of always creating these win-win-win situations and closing customer success gaps is the, the, my preferred way of growing any yeah, SaaS and, or any business for that matter. And it's interesting too, because, I mean, we, we've had a lot of people on with partnerships and we met in a partnership group um, and we had Jay Facet on and we actually had Dove on. Uh, Gordon talking about those partnerships and it, it, it's a great model that it's, it seems like it's not really pushed out there as much because why do you think it is? Why do you think people aren't, is it that you don't hear about this as much until you get to a certain level? To be honest, I'm not, not sure. Like in, in my last industry in the CDN space, there's channel partners. It's, it's a huge industry. There's like channel mm-hmm. partner conference and it's crazy how much, volume or like how much deal size they 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 push um so i guess it depends on the industry but i mean affiliate the affiliate model is also something that's kind of more well known which is kind of similar to, to a partnership just i guess a different level of of partnership yep. yeah yeah no yeah i see it yeah and, and i think a lot of i think it's a great thing for businesses to think of as partnerships because it, it's a like you said it's a win-win for your customers because and win-win for everyone the customer gets better service right and you get a client and and uh the customer gets exposed to a high quality service and and especially when you bootstrap business you know if you let's say you charge 50 bucks per um per month per per customer and you know it costs you i don't know let's say three hundred dollars to acquire a customer that takes uh, you know like six months until you're net positive you know so you have like this crazy cash burn in advance mm-hmm. with the paid ads with partnerships you only pay if if a sale happens you know so like you're not in the cash stock situation which you know can kill businesses if you you know especially when you bootstrap you know it's, it's you're in a much better position if you can pull it off in the partnership style 
Yeah, I love it. And what what did you find was the key? To, I mean, you've done it now, obviously. What's the key to developing great partners or being a great partner? You know, if you do like an affiliate model, just random people signing up for your affiliate system. We had this at Maxi and we had, I don't know, like 15,000 affiliates, but still only, let's say, 10 were really moving volume. And all these 10 I hand selected and, and brought them in, you know, kind of like you have to kind of do the research and know your market and know like what kind of business can really, where can you really close this customer success gap where you really create a win-win-win situation. And, um, you know, it's kind of like hand selecting these, these, these businesses and then building relationships with them. And, you know, relationships can be, hey, test out my service. Hey, can I, let's do some, hey, I write, wrote this, this article that, you know, you could put out on your, uh, on your blog that kind of helps their customers or like, providing value to to these guys kind of like you know building the relationship yeah just by providing value you know and um just kind of how you build relationships in general you know when you yep. talk to the girl girl at the bar not like hey you want to marry me but just kind of like you know provide value and then at some point get to the stage exactly buy a few drinks then hey let's go on vacation all at once <laughs> um uh and so tell me a little bit about your latest one, uh, UpCoach. It's interesting to me. You, you, I like how you built it out of a need. Because I think that's where the best products are built out of, right? A need. Scratching your own itch, yeah. Yeah, scratching your own itch and, instead of saying, hey, I, you know, I think people need this. It's something that you definitely can use yourself, right? That, that's a massive trap, I think. You know, if you dream up some problems that people may have, you know it's it's you're kind of it's always destined to fail i think um especially you know developers think like, oh i'm just gonna build something in the email marketing space or you know but their developers never really had had these issues so when i started i think there's two ways around this so there's there's a cool story um the general that was fighting the vietnamese on the american side 10 years after the war was over met the his opposing general on, on the vietnamese side you know when i don't know which president came over um, after whatever, 10 years. And the American general asked the Vietnamese one, like, hey, dude, like, how could you win against us? You know, we had way more money. We had much better weapons. We had more people. You know, we were just like, we should have just crushed you. Like, how could you win against us? And the response from the Vietnamese guy was like, we understand the jungle better. You know, so you kind of always want to understand the jungle. And so I have this 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 document, you know, called, I would call it Understand the Jungle, um, where I um, do a lot of customer research, kind of reaching out to people who fit into the ICP that I dream up, basically. And then I kind of get an idea about their situation, what they're currently using, you know, in our case, like what they use for payment, what they use for coaching, what they use for course delivery, et cetera, kind of like really understand what their current situation is. Then show them my solution and then ask them some questions, really, like what was really needed, you know, what would you really use, what is not really necessary, etc. And, um, you know, like this matrix. So I guess this is one way of kind of like, you know, once you scratch your own itch to really validate, is there like a market out there and what does this really have, you know, how, what, how should this look? But um, taking it one step further, I reached out to Todd Herman, a mutual friend of ours, a rock star in the coaching space. I've been a coach for over 25 years, you know, New York Times bestselling author and so I showed him the solution to like, hey man, I'm not a real coach, but I built this coaching thing. And I think it's, you know, it, it could be pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, this like solves most of my pain points. This is amazing. I want to invest. 
let's do this you know so i think like having a partnership with somebody who really understands the market and is a trusted player in the market makes it so much easier to to get out there with your with your SaaS business or with, with any business because you kind of have this built-in trust um kind of having this mm-hmm. poster child and the knowledge from from this person and at at max cdm we did a similar move we reached out to mashable and said like mm-hmm. hey guys we give you the the cdn for free we also buy an ad on your site all in return so we want this we want to have a banner at the bottom of your site that says accelerate by max cdn and i wasn't like on a bunch of calls sales calls and they said like hey you can stop pitching you had us at mashable it's cool you know we're gonna go with you you know kind of like yeah. having this initial trust like is, is is super super duper important that you have somebody who's known in the space you know okay if this guy's using it you know i don't know if you read crossing the chasm no <clears throat> the crossing is if you want to sell to enterprise buyers you know it's like a bell curve and the beginning of the curve is like early uh, beginning of the curve is early adopters you know like techies that dabblers they want to play around with it they, they're happy to try out a new product but um then once we come to the early majority which is like the enterprise customers there's a there's this this chasm that you kind of have to overcome because these buys guys only buy what their peers buy you know because like i don't know if you heard nobody gets fired for choosing ibm yeah because exactly they're not necessarily picking the best solution they're picking also the safest solution for them you know not like mm-hmm. oh how did you pick this no name startup even though it may have better technology you know because like it could whatever could happen then his job could be on the line you know so it's a really good book actually if, if you sell to en- the enterprise i can really recommend crossing the chasm awesome and um and where did you really, you know, why did you want to use a group coaching platform for leading your team? Originally, I, once after I sold my business, I started a coaching, a course to, to help people do, it's kind of like EOS for your personal life, kind of figuring out your personal mission, vision, and core values, roles and responsibilities in your household, you know, and these type of things. And only 7% of people who bought the course actually finished them, you know, completed the course. And I thought like, oh God, my course must really suck. But kind of looking into the numbers, it's actually kind of a normal completion rate. Uh, and then once I, I thought like, but there must be a better way of getting this into people's heads. And I kind of modified the course to be more about peak performance, you know, figuring out your mission, mission values, figuring out the goals that you have and figuring out the habits that you need to achieve your goals. I'm a firm believer that habits determine everything in your life. If you're rich, poor, happy, unhappy, obese, or in shape, all boats down to your habits. So I wanted to teach the leadership teams of my businesses to be on their personal A-game. And so I turned this do-it-yourself course into group coaching and had like a 93% completion rate. You know, and a bunch of friends sent me their um, people from their businesses, etc. So kind of grew into this, this coaching thingy. So um, yeah, just group coaching, it really sticks. And there's like some magic of positive peer pressure happening once you put a bunch of people into into the room together on a regular basis uh, yeah for sure i love that i love that and you know it, it, it is it's important i think people underestimate the value of that especially now when we're all remote but i you know it, it was always interesting to me to hear people that want to be coaches and you know business leaders that want to be coaches but weren't actually coaching their own teams <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know and, and telling someone what to do right versus coaching are two different things 
right. It's, it's, and I think that that coaching methodology is fantastic. I can't wait to check it out because, you know, it's something we do internally here and, you know, having a methodology behind it is fantastic. And all the, all of the stuff you have, including the software, it's all on howwesolve.com, correct? Yes. How, how we solve is like, I'm, it's, it's a podcast right now, but right now we're turning this into the umbrella company where you can find all the different businesses. Nice. And you've yeah. got UpCoach, you've got LTV Plus. Shortlist.io. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a lot, of, yeah, lot of stuff on here. My, and, and you've got, I have no idea how to pronounce the building. Yes. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a construction company here in Turkey. We build like tiny houses and A-frame houses and stuff like this. And it's like, it's, it's my wife's business. Ah. You know, and I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just coaching them and, and financing them. That's kind of like the, the idea. Because yeah. I want one of these. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, we, we don't deliver it to stateside. So you got to come, you know, come to Turkey, get one here. I got to come to Turkey and drive it, drive it up. Up or over the uh, <laughs> the Bering Straits back, <laughs> um, or put it on shipping. But that's that's really cool too. You, you all have to check this out yeah, because I love the construction. I love the design in it. It's just another side reason to go check out all of your websites. Let's bring it back to you know now growing a SaaS by bolting on by white labeling and you know possibly you know adding millions of dollars of revenue in a snap. Explain this concept to me and how a SaaS company could do it. So something that we've been doing very successfully is going to SaaS companies um, and then, for example, a live chat software or, you know, help desk software or, you know, anything or like failed parent recovery software. Um, by having a button in there that says like add an agent, you know, and this kind of generates a lead for LTV plus my CX outsourcing company or... For task drive, you know, some some lead databases where you can like, hey, get somebody who does the outreach for you, click this button here. Or for my SEO company, you know, SEO tools where there's a button in there, like add a back backlink to this site. Um, you know, kind of like by, by doing this, you have this, um, and this can be white labeled or not white labeled, but if, if a SaaS company white labels this, they book all the revenue. And then, you know, with the crazy valuations right now, um, you can can really boost your your, your valuation. Let's say you can have up to fifteen percent of your SaaS revenue can, or of, of your company's revenue when you SaaS, fifteen percent can be from services, without messing up your multiple. And you know, a friend of mine just raised at a forty x valuation, which is absolutely mind mind blowing. And if you add yeah. a live chat agent at two thousand dollars a month, you know, if you you know this per year is like twenty some k, and this times forty is like a million bucks more in valuations. But just like adding one additional life chat age, which is absolutely crazy. I mean, if you have a 20X valuation, it's still $500,000 more. Or even the tanks valuation, you know, it's like 250 more. And like adding one agent, if you're a life chat platform, is like, is a joke, you know? So I think there's like real potential in really boosting your your SaaS revenue in, in, a, in, in a snap, you know? And you can also do this yourself, just like, you know, adding services, but it's, it's a different mindset. It's, it's a very different business having a service business versus running your, your SaaS product. So it's, it's much easier to, you know, kind of use a service that's already up and running, like, you know, my L3 plus task drive or, or shortlist. Um, you know, later on, you can kind of like take it over and do it yourself, but kind of to get started and mm -hmm. not have the headache that being slowed down, kind of introducing all these new processes and different headaches into your business, you know, it, it makes sense to have a, 
uh, a trusted outsourcing partner to do that. I th- it's it's so smart because I've talked to so many people about this, like, oh, especially in the agency space, right? They're, they're thinking about adding this service and this service and this service. And it's such, like, it's not, yeah, sure. An agency owner might know how to do it, but finding someone that knows how to build links or finding someone that knows how to do, you know, a, a, a chat agent really, really well, it's very tough. It's tough. And, you know, I've talked to so many people about this. I mean, look at the biggest companies and this is actually how they add services, right? They, they go, they find a partner, the partner's good. They either acquire the partner or duplicate the partner's service, right? And this actually are with, with Shortlist.io, that's our biggest growing market. Just um, marketing agencies that just add our backlink building as a white label. You know, they say like, hey, we can build backlinks for you because kind of everybody needs needs more backlinks. And, you know, it's just, it's good quality and it's just, you know, no headache to integrate. And it's, it's just super easy to just bolt on more revenue to your agency without having to do the work. You know, you just have to, you have this relationship with the customer already. He's paying you anyway. He's trusting you. And yeah, it's just super easy to make money. Love it. I love it. So, you know, I, I want to say this. So, you know, this, this time, um, the season of the garlic marketing show is all about marketing stories and, and, and stories of success or stories of failure or things that you thought were going to work didn't or things you were surprised they were worked and i didn't prepare you ahead of time and i apologize for that but it also makes it more spontaneous i bet you you have some marketing stories out there that are, are very interesting does one pop to your pop to the front of a, your mind I have, a, I have a crazy one all right one where i actually end up receiving death threats so <gasps> wow all right <laughs> so um i call it artful spamming um so i always was sending out a end of the month deal with max cdn you know kind of like hey if you buy prepay this for this bandwidth you get you get a better deal and one day i sent out an, an email and i forgot the i messed up the 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 name variable so everybody received like hey first name instead of like hey you know? and i was like oh my god how can i make such an idiot mistake like you know and i was like freaking out and i thought okay how do i turn this around so I wrote up a follow-up email saying like, um, hey Ian, I'm sorry, of course I know your name. Um, I should not send out mass email before I had my first cup of coffee in the morning. To make up for this, I give you an additional 10% discount, you know, and <coughs> excuse me, this was the best converting email we ever had. Not only because we gave the, the discount, but we had the ability to send people two emails without being spammy, right? So. Yeah. I thought, how can I replicate this, you know? And so I came up with like lots of creative ways. Like at 4th of July, we sent like, hey, everyone from the, you know, this, these are the deals for everybody from the UK. You get an additional 10% because you lost America that day. You know, kind of like always being like cheeky. And then like having like a, a follow-up email saying like, hey, I got so many calls from people with faking British accents that I give it to everybody now. You know, or kind of like doing like something wrong in the calculations or having like another reason to <clears throat> to reach out, right? So in this worked always really great and i always start to be you know because you need like new ideas and like kind of new crazy stuff to make people laugh or you know have the reason to send a second email do you remember when the rapture happened you know some some christian guy said like hey the world's going to end and blah you know so yeah i thought okay i'm gonna do a rapture survivor special basically the idea is like you know buy this special <laughs> now you know if the world ends doesn't matter if it doesn't end you kind of got a good deal type of thing right what I forgot is that we had so many live streaming customers at Maxian that were churches, you know, and I got like so much shit for this, you know, like, and basically apologizing. 
Oh wow! <clears throat> um, to a lot of people by email, and um, then the one where we pushed it too far, where I pushed it too far, was when Kim Jong Il passed away. We did the Kim Jong Il special, and you know he was always wearing these crazy sunglasses. And yeah. I, don't know, I found like on Tumblr, I found like a picture with him like standing with the sunglasses behind the DJ, kind of photoshopped in. And so you know the idea was like, hey, if you buy one of these, the biggest special, you get the infamous Kim Jong-il sunglasses. And we actually found these sunglasses, you know, and kind of like sending to people. And this is like where shit hit the fan. And <laughs> a, lot people, you know, like, a lot of people like, you know, wrote blog posts about it, like crazy storm on social media, etc. You know, a lot of people liked it. A lot of people also hated us. Like, oh, I'm not doing business with you anymore. And um, somebody from, um, is it North Korea? Yeah, it's North Korea, right? um like send me some some death threats so yeah just kind of <laughs> wow <clears throat> but if you don't if you're not too edgy it, it really works and the the other thing was that by by doing this kind of re- really being personal and sending out these all these messages and really connecting with people or you know once I did, when in the euro or the world's championship in soccer happened it was the, the semifinals and I pretended that Germany already won because I'm German, you know, and I had like, I was like two and a half days. I was busy with trash talk emails on, on, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of going back and forth. But what, you know, the positive side effect, aside from like selling more, it was like really connecting with, the, with people. And, you know, they really had our back when somebody like talked shit about us on social media or in forums or et cetera. It kind of really bonded with, with people. So I think this was like another really nice side effect of, of building this out. Yeah. And, and having that personal, that's, uh, uh, yeah, it, it having being personal, but also the best marketing, right. Does kind of divide people. I mean, it's kind of sad to say, cause it's, I think it's being used to a detriment now, but it'll separate out who people are and it'll get your big fans going. Cause at least that way you're not boring. Are you? Yep. Yeah. I had like a few times at conferences, like, Oh my God, you're the guy from the emails. You know, it's like, oh, this guy. do you still have any of those sunglasses? No, unfortunately not. No. <laughs> Actually, we didn't ship them out because it's like you know this was like went 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 crazy. <laughs> and you know, it was on the topic of email marketing, because I think this is a big topic of how often did you do you email your list per per business? Um, once a month. We're not that. A- okay, cool, interesting, and you just spend a whole lot of time making sure it's a really awesome email. Yeah, no, it's often with, with the SaaS, it's mainly just like kind of, like, hey, we, we've we built these cool new features, and, you know, kind of like keeping it light. We, we could probably do more with, with with the email marketing piece, but currently, I guess we're, we're, we're um, spread a little thin. You know, gotcha. So not, not doing the best job at that. I, I don't know how you're spread a little thin with eight businesses, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, that's awesome. Awesome. So, um Tell me a little bit about what you see as the future of your businesses. Where do you see all this going? Um, I don't plan on selling any, any of the businesses because I, you know, this was like when selling Maxi and it kind of felt shitty because we built this really cool group of people and we had like this amazing culture and then like selling it and then it's like kind of gone and, you know, a bunch of people mm. left. I was like, eh. So everybody that was in the business wants to recreate the Maxi and experience right now. So we you know, I don't, I probably just want to run them, you know, and see, see where this takes us. I'm having a lot of fun with it and we're all bootstrapped. So we don't have to like fulfill anybody's yeah. payday, you know? So it's like, man, 
That's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, so if anyone wants to get in touch with you, uh, what's the best place to follow you? David Hensel on all social media channels. I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. And Hensel.com is my personal site. You can also find the business in HowWeSolve.com um, and also the How We Solve podcast if you want to nerd out with me on on topics that are relevant for scaling and growing. I love it. Love it. Well, David, thank you so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Thank you very much for having me in. And uh, and thank you for taking David and I on your journey. Uh, make sure to check out the How We Solve podcasts and all of his really cool stuff and uh, connect with him. If, you've, if any of this stuff stands out to you, make sure to let him know. Uh, this has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer? An agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. 